1: Hello to everybody and welcome to what we can now live actually call people's bonafide favourite pop culture podcast, as proven by how many people of you said that to me when you saw your Spotify wrapped.
2: How fucking cool was that? Top 1% globally. We are in the top 1% of podcasts on Spotify. That's actually fucked in the head. Yeah. No, that shocked. I was like, surely that's not right, but it is. I feel like because the people need to know that
1: we don't do anything based on stats. No. So we don't pay unless we're trying to sell an ad and make living and pay some rent. We don't look very closely at... We know how many of you are out there, and it's gorge because you always email us, and that's very important to us, but... Looking at the listens and
2: shit like that, we had no
1: idea that would be in the top 1%. Yeah,
2: I think it's because we don't want our content to ride off of, like, analytics all the <laughs> yeah. time. It or you're just... straight into something really deep. <laughs> yeah, because it, like, fucks the authenticity. But, like, how fucking cool when the stats are on your side? It's yeah. great. So
1: we do have to, we just had to start by saying thank you for making us so many of your number one, number two, number three, like, favourite podcasts. It makes us feel amazing. It makes us love doing it. And also... If you want, and you should, please, you can vote for us in the New Zealand Podcast Awards um, for the Listener's Choice Podcast. I'll put all the instructions in the show notes. It's really easy, really quick. You can do it from anywhere. But it helps Culture Vulture get a little bit of love, which is really important for little independent media companies like us. Now... We actually, you can't see this, but we have a very special guest sitting beside us today who has hilariously had to sit and listen to us just quickly gush about you all before we introduce her. Most of you do know her if you read the morning newsletter. Um, We have the wonderful Belle, Belle Hawkins. Uh, She writes our weekly Belle Chimes In, notice the pun, column in our newsletter. She's also... One of our besties, she's in the band. You know the band
2: that Liv and I. She plays the conga drums. She plays the in conga in the band, which is fucking iconic. Belle, you're actually our first ever guest on Culture Vulture, except for Lord and Phineas
1: and Benny. <laughs> but you're like four, okay, and you're really no, up there. You're,
2: no, do you know why? You're the first ever guest in person on Culture yes. Vulture. We've never sat here with someone else yes. ever. Love. And great, cool. Yeah. Well,
1: we're going <laughs> to shut up just for a second. Obviously, she's our first ever guest because we don't know how to let her have a word in.
0: Who are you and how are you? Okay, so gorgeous to be here. An honour, a privilege, a joy. It feels like a real life manifestation of actually writing the chimes. Or just when I see you all the time and have a gorgeous conversation. So thank you for having me. Hopefully I can be as hot, sexy, fun, cool girl as Lord herself. Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> no Considering you've eclipsed her um, <laughs> and in Liv's eyes, Lord never happened. Yeah, Belle is the first. Oh, my and God. And on that, we should probably say it won't be the last time you hear Belle. God, naturally nor. She chimes in every week and it makes sense that you're probably listening thinking, damn, she speaks exactly how she writes because that's kind of the whole Cisco
0: vibe right you got to write how you speak because it's authentic as fuck a hundred percent I feel like as well someone asked me the other day at a party IRL like how do you come up with the times how does this how does this all work and it's honestly just literal conversations between us yeah over a coffee a white wine spritzer <laughs> shandy spritz? dare <did> we say <laughs> Bring back the shandy side side campaign, for side, rest campaign. Thing, yeah. side campaign side um, campaign, and here we are. So just real life living gals trying to figure their ways out in the world.
1: Ugh. and we love you for it. And we're going to get into more about how the chimes ring out. <laughs>
0: how they, me, <laughs> how to they
1: sound. The how they sound and how they come to life. First of all, we want to know from you what describes your week this week.
0: Okay, so I was thinking about this a lot and. This word sounds kind of try hard, but just, like, hear me out. We do
1: try hard. We love a
0: try hard. We love a try hard. We always say that. We love trying hard. Okay. I'm trying so hard. Okay. I like that. We're not on that. Um, My word of the week is cinematic,
2: which sounds like – That's a fantastic word. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So it sounds like I was making out with, like, someone really hot in the rain. Yeah. Not the case, but I'm using cinematic because the last week of my life has felt like – a montage of a movie where it's, like, quick cuts between, like, yeah. poignant parts Ooh, of their life. Okay. Right. Um, a beautiful lens flare, the sun going down, early rising, but also just, like, um, I was driving to the beach yesterday Afternoon, and was remembering that I did that at the start of the year and, and caught up with the gals on the rocks. Yeah, and just talking about like how much has passed, and then we were just stringing little moments of our lives together, like this cinematic montage. Oh,
2: that's gorgeous! Because, like, not to be too sentimental, <laughs> I
0: mean, we always are, I'm a
2: gosh, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are the moments that like make life worth living oh. when you have like those beautiful, like, oh my god, like I am living my life how I want to, yes. And this is so exciting. And to have a, a string of those moments oh, is glorious. It was gorge. And then I finished the weekend, well, Saturday
0: night, but went to one of my favorite bands, mm. um, Big Thief, and had, like, oh. one of those life moments. I don't know if you have How these. How was it? Oh, it was so good. Where you're, like... The camera zooms out, and you're yeah. like watching yourself in the moment. Yeah. A little bit
2: of dissociation, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that
0: positive dissociation? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, New campaign,
0: another one. Yeah, <laughs> so much to do, so little time. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's my cinematic group, right. and and not to be.
1: The cynic amongst
0: us. But yeah. also, the reason I probably felt
1: like a montage is because at this point of the year, you f- you actually are, like, working in two times speed and oh just, like, jumping from cut to cut to cut to cut to yeah. get shit
2: done. That is so oh. true. This is what December always yes. is. It's yes. that, and then it's Christmas, and then it's New Year's, and then you're having these glorious moments, like, shoved into a yes. three-week period. Oh, and, my and God, I
0: feel sick. You no know? I wonder I feel like a worn-out woman. That's exactly it. Wake me up when December ends. Oh, no. honestly. Yep. Speaking of,
1: like... Being a worn-out woman, wake me up when December (laughs) ends, and December going really quickly – we all have our band, our actual gig next week. Uh, gig, G- our gig. Our gig. The gig of the, of the year, Actually, the second
2: gig of the, the year. The second band. gig.
1: Of, so the first gig of the year, you all know, and we will make you listen to it again. We won <laughs> Battle of the Agency bands. It was iconic. We had the most woman in a band. Like, we made it very political. The We're most sane. woman is
2: just the three of us. <laughs> yeah, the most woman in a band. Wow. oh right woo Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I remember
0: when we won, and I hugged one of the judges in pure elation, and I just whispered in his ear, thanks for supporting.
1: <laughs> no, honestly,
0: we had, we were like on one that night after watching all the oh. agency dudes. Like,
1: Bell had said to me off stage something like, <laughs> like something about, oh, great, great that we've got some woman in the band. Sorry, get on stage and you've got this whole new confidence. I say into the mic, good to see some woman on stage. Yeah. Don't know if it landed, but we just like. We're on one, right? Our yeah, we absolutely were was on one. Out in force. Then we won, so it was fine. <laughs> like, obviously, if we hadn't won, then it would have been feminism. We had the outrage. achievement to back up the ego. Yes. My
0: other extremely gendered experience of that night was getting off stage, and this like man, maybe like sixty, comes pulls me aside, and he's like, "So brave of you to get out there tonight." <gasps> I was like, "I hope you tell that to all the boys." <gasps>
2: I hope you were saying that when we
1: won. So So brave brave. of you to win this, ladies. Probably a pity
2: win. No, do you know what? I reckon that's like a woman in the rhythmic section. Like men look at that and be like, oh, she's brave to like try and hold Makes sense to have them on
1: backing vocals. But look, they've actually
2: got her in the percussion. Yeah, because there were quite a lot of leading women singers. And people are used to that. But
1: Mm, woman
2: on the drums. Woman on the drums. If you
1: could see us all right now, we are like... (laughs) A um, girl band. Honestly, honestly, I
2: feel like... No, do you know who I feel like? Stevie Nicks. No. (laughs) Harry Styles' backing band. You know, like, he's got that sick girl drummer. He's got the girl from New Zealand. who's fucking cool. And then there's another girl like, basis or yeah. or something. There's, like, three women in his band. No, we're, like, Haim right We are now. <laughs> Oh, my God, obsessed. Yeah, fuck putting us behind a man. Yeah, like, literally. Okay, sorry about that.
1: Harry, like, we love you, but we will be front
2: and centre. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Liv, what describes your week? <laughs> okay, Lucy already knows what describes my week, but, Belle, I will... Well, and the listeners. This is one for the for listeners you. who this know is about your driving. Listeners. Oh, my fucking God. It's just, like, another thing after another thing. So what describes my week is Roadrunner because I considered <laughs>
0: – this will
2: make sense once I've told the story, yes. but fucking getting out of my car and running three hours home. Anyway, I um, went to the beach with my boyfriend, and we were driving home at, like, 8, 9 p.m. on the motorway. We were, like, 20 minutes away still, and – I'm driving. My car just, like, my accelerator just stops working on the motorway. No. And, like, what are the odds? No. Literally, like, I have no fucking clue what happened. I thought, like, I'd bumped the car into neutral or something like that because it was making that thing where, like, you press it down and it revs but it doesn't Mm. move. And then it's like, on the motorway, like, fuck, okay, there was, like, a bus lane so I, like teeter off into the bus lane my car's like rolling and my brakes working I'm so but anxious. I have yeah. to like get onto the ne- nearest exit luckily an exit was coming up Thank um so I'm like on this off ramp and it starts going uphill and I'm like my car's not going to make it up the hill so there's like this little place where I can pull over on the off ramp so I pull it over put on my hazards like my car won't start now and we're just looking at each other being like what the fuck just happened? Like, my car's been super reliable. I mean, it might not sound like it from that.
1: <laughs> I actually don't know if we can give it that like. Engine wise.
2: <laughs> engine, like, it's, it's never, I've never had the experience of like something internally yes. fucking up on my car. Like, it's always been tyres, wind windshield, screen, whatever. Running off your phone, yeah, like yeah. stuck in the mud. Like, <laughs> yeah. every, so it's been
1: reliable. The engine's been reliable. <laughs> Not anymore. Like, and this
2: is this is the second time. So the first time was meeting my boyfriend's brother when yep. I got stuck in the mud. This time was the second time I've fucking gone to the, um, his house. Yeah. So anyway, and do we want to say happening? the
1: universe is telling you to stay away from the bu- the brother? Yeah. Like, what? Happening here. The universe is um, saying something. I
0: actually don't know. What about. Yeah, I can't unpack. that. <laughs> and Belle's a
1: witch. Yeah. Belle's a witch. So she'll be thinking about this tonight. Yeah, I will be With turning that one over. Yeah, yeah, honestly,
2: what's happening? So basically, I um, yeah, I'm in this car. Like, it's not turning on. We call AA. Um, my fucking membership had run out apparently, oh my God. but my boyfriend had one. <laughs> no, honestly, it was just like series of. Unfortunate Unfortunate events, always. You got lemonade. No, always, always. Ah. Which we're gonna bring out. Um, So we sat there. She's like, "Oh yeah, so it turns out that you don't actually have a membership. It ran out in July." I was like, "What the fuck? That can't be right." Yeah, and then she's like, "You need a tow truck, but you're gonna have to pay for it because you don't have a membership." And then fucking luckily they. You yeah. know, allow it if someone else in the car has a membership. So then they were like, "Okay, cool. Like, we need to get a tow truck. You're obviously in a dangerous position. Um, it will dangerous. be 15 minutes to 90 minutes, like somewhere between then. But like, we're gonna push for you to get it really fast because like you're on the fucking motorway. Yes. And then I was like, "Okay, cool. We're sat there." 90 minutes goes by, haven't heard anything, ring back and they're like, oh yeah, we just can't get hold of the tow truck driver, um, which usually means that they're en route, so just stick around, it will be fine, like they might be another 15 minutes, that goes by, doesn't happen, we ring them fucking back. By this point, my dad's got a call from the police oh saying that the car, like, because it's registered under his name, the car was like fucking parked on the side of
0: On the motorway,
2: motorway, like, has it been stolen and dumped there, basically? So it turns out we'd got picked up by the police cameras. Mm. Um, And then so I had to ring, like, star 555 and be like, this is what's happened. Like, we're fine. We're just waiting for the tow truck. Tow truck still hasn't come. Ring back AA. Basically, this just keeps happening. We don't get a tow truck till two in the morning. What? So we no. sat on the side of the road for like 5 hours or something trying to like sleep in the back of my car. It was so shit. It was it's dangerous, oh my God. It was so dangerous. It was to the point where like we were like lying and I we both just kept having images of like us getting crashed into cuz my battery had run out, my hazard lights were flat and my car's black. Yeah. And like I was just like, okay, we need to switch sides so that like, if we get crashed into it, it won't be our heads that mm-hmm. get fucked, it will be oh our right. legs. And like, we had to stay with the car because you can't leave it with AA. Also, like, because I asked some questions like, oh, why didn't you get one of us to pick you
1: up? And Liv was like, we had to be with the car because we thought the tow truck... We kept every, thinking every two the tow minutes truck was- the tow truck could have come. Yeah, And then I was like, well, why didn't you... Leave the motorway. Did you see any like life in the distance? And Liv was like, we could see it. It actually caused us to go for a few hundred meters or whatever on the side of the motorway in the dark, like walking. Yeah, knowing the tow it truck was could like, come.
2: Fuck all, like it's walking dangerous. Spans, and we we're like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And then we had to piss on the side of the motorway. Oh yeah. so, <laughs> my god. And yeah, so then basically the tow truck guy came. Thank fuck. We at got two him at a.m. Like, though. Three. Yeah. And so now my car is just sat outside my house, and I have to take to the mechanic. <sighs> No, RAP. No, yeah. truly,
1: it's the worst type of admin. Me and Ruby were saying we'd have told us this morning. Usually, we do save shit like this for on mic, but we had to catch up this morning, and we were saying this is one of our worst nightmares because admin wise, this would drive me—not oh. pun intended—drive yeah. me up the wall. <laughs> like, I couldn't lie there till two a.m. Yeah. knowing I might get crashed into yeah. knowing the tow truck could just be two minutes away that's like a form of torture no
2: we kept just being like looking behind us like oh it was fucked it was so so fucked and then like it kept being like yeah it's coming oh no we actually have never gotten you a tow truck oh like,
0: my god like nah. what the fuck nah. and then
2: the AA lady was like yeah you basically need to file a complaint against us because this has been what? such a bad oh. night for you this
0: <laughs> feels like a smear campaign for AA <laughs> yeah AI. I know but honestly it was
2: not AA okay no, no, it was absolutely it's not, not the dream they sold us And, and we then bought those they cars. told us that there were no trucks because there was a Billy Joel concert on. <laughs> so, um, what do
1: you mean? I'm sorry, Billy Joel, but what in your set meant <laughs> yeah. that you needed every tow truck in Auckland? to fucking uptown girl their way oh,
2: to your like, My boyfriend in the back of the car being like, we're going to write a letter to Billy Joel yeah. and tell him that he's fucked our night. Oh, like, honestly, Billy Joel, yeah, if you're listening. Piano man himself. No, Literally.
1: Billy Joel adjacent. Anyone listening that has one degree of separation. Yeah, exactly. Get in calm <laughs> And you know Liv, and Belle, you know Liv, and Belle, you actually know too, that with Siska this might very well get fucking back to Billy Joel <laughs> you know, Probably more likely to get back to AA, and we can never... And they have featured me in the AI magazine. Like so the lady sorry, was AI. AI. Yeah. Love fucking
2: lovely. Like she yeah. was lovely. I think it was just like they, they had to get a tow truck from an hour out of the city to come oh, get us. Wow, it was fucked. That's Tamaki Makoto, New Zealand's yeah. biggest
1: city. Everyone, yeah. by the way, yeah. <laughs> just so you know, the biggest city has no tow trucks to help a very, very loved member of our band. Yeah. to no, get
2: home. No, but do you know what is so fucked? Okay, my car got towed down, like, next to work from one side of the street to the other one time. Yes. It's like they have enough tow trucks to do that. During the <laughs> day. I wasn't even covering someone's driveway. And they don't have a tow truck to come and pick someone up off the, the side of the motorway. At 3am anyway.
1: when who else is needing it except for Billy Joel, <laughs> needing no. a tow truck. Um, well, for, for time, to save time, and because I actually hadn't thought of anything, Roadrunner is kind of what describes my week as well, purely because this weekend had to do some admin, this is such a boring what describes my week, but I got up and drove to Hamilton in a van to pick up some outdoor furniture. So, road running my way to Hamilton. On the way back, I'm with Flo, who we know is our uptight queen. We love her to death. Um, However, she wouldn't drive, right? Mm -hmm. That's fine. Big van. I can handle it. Yeah. And then we were stopped in traffic for like an hour, and me and her, she got so angry, she got so angry that we just had to fight – I called her a bitch. I was like, she wouldn't let me have, I was, I, you know when the sun's coming on one side of the car, yes. and I run hot anyway, the sun was coming in on me, so I had magnified to- Magnified by the Magnified. Window. I had to wind down the window, but we had the AC on as well, mm-hmm. and she started picking a fight with me about having both the AC on and the window down, and I said- I get it in normal circumstances, but this rule does not apply right now. When we're stuck in traffic, I'm basically baking and I'm the only one driving. So you can shut up and stop being a bitch.
2: Yes, it's when you're taking one for the team by doing something and then they'll just critique the way that you're doing it, but they don't want to do it. And like
1: it was so. And then on the way home, to be fair, because I'm not used to driving this van and it was full of furniture in the back, on the motorway, yeah, maybe. And there were some close calls. <laughs> and I
0: was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm no, not okay. Perfect. So I'm
1: not, Belle, I'm not. And I know this has ruined the perfect vision you have of me. <laughs> but there were some times when I was having to slam on one's brakes. And, like, that's fine. But I had been driving for five hours at this point. And one day before lunch, five hours there and back. And I was so done. We'd had this fight. It was like a joke fight, right? I don't actually yeah. think she's a bitch. I love her to death. But oh, it was kind of fun because we were just yeah. yelling. And I just had to say, like, Flo, we're getting home, I'm stopping this car, we're getting out, and then, like, I'm not driving anymore. Like, I'm not driving for the rest of the day. Like, whatever. We got home, it was fine, it was all good. But then the next day, and this was fine too, but I just feel like I spent so much time in fucking cars this weekend. Flo was doing a half marathon, so, again, jumped in the car as her support person with Hayden. We drove to Omaha, and that was okay, but like on the way out, there was a Christmas parade that I like, oh, went to no. sit. Didn't have to sit for that long, but I just feel like I spent so much time in traffic this weekend that, oh, that road runner and running on the road no. was also an option. And for the me.
2: traffic shit has really been building up. Like Lucy oh. and I will be messaging each other, being like, can't come to work till 10. 10. Yeah.
1: Can't come to work <laughs> till 10. Can't I simply face yeah.
2: the traffic. Just can't. can't face it.
1: Like, everyone in Auckland, can you stop driving so love and I can get through? No. <laughs> <laughs> and like, most of the time, let's be real, I will try to e bike. I'm saying e-bike because I don't not bike with all my energy. I need that e, that electricity. But the roads that I now live near are so fucking busy mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think I would die. Yeah, truly. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So anyway, I want to mandate
2: that. Or yeah, woman
1: date that. Woman date that. Yeah, that we need better bike lanes, everyone. And and honestly, that's our next campaign. So, Auckland <laughs> city council
2: council do what we we'll Auckland
1: we'll city <laughs> council. <Okay.
0: laughs> You're yeah. done, we're the boat done. <laughs> You're making the congestion really bad for living and, and, and we know who's gonna pay for it? AA. AA
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. AA can yeah. fucking pay for it. So there's less oh, cars, God. less cars on the road, less tow trucks needed. <laughs>
1: yes! Honestly, it all does make sense. Cities yeah. should be
0: built for people and not cars. Uh, anyway. way. side of the century.
1: Okay, so I feel like I need to record this for you all while it's incredibly raw. I'm going to set the scene for you. Um, I'm currently sitting in a car parking building waiting for Hayden to come and save the day. So what's happened is we've just recorded literally a few hours ago the episode where we're talking of Culture Vulture where we're talking about Liv breaking down on the motorway. I'm driving home listening to music and I feel a bump and I'm like, okay, I keep listening to music. I start hearing a duff, doof, 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 doof. I start smelling fucking rubber. I I realize I've just popped my tire on the motorway right after I've never broken down on the motorway before. We've just been talking about this on Culture Vulture. I'm calling it karma, C-A-R-M-A, and it is a bitch because I'm now sitting in a fucking car parking building where I knew I had. Two hours free parking. So I was like, I'll be fine there for a while. I'm waiting for Hayden to come to help me put the Space Saver tire on. But my tire is fully ripped. It's like ripped open. It's not just a cute puncture. It's fucked. I was driving 100 on the motorway. Had to pull off. But sorry, everyone. What are the odds that this has happened to me on the day that we've been roasting live? Like, I just... I'm just shook, and I actually can't believe this has happened. And um, anyway, I just felt like I had to fill you all in, love you, and uh, fill you in next week on how this all panned out. I am really quickly going to go through A Naughty or Nice, and then we're going to get to Belle because I am aware that we've been having so much fun on pod that time's just slipping by, and that's so fine for all you listeners, but it's not fine for us because we've got a busy day. Nah, kidding. (laughs) We'd be here all day if we could. I
0: will.
1: So this weekend, um, I hate to bring this up again and actually give it more attention, but we must. Kanye West uh, just was a piece of shit the whole Mm -hmm. weekend and has been, it's been building. And I will caveat that Liv and I have a two-part series on Kanye West, who now goes as Ye, and his upbringing, his medical diagnosis and history Um, Bipolar disorder and the different ways it can manifest in people. And, Belle, I know you know a bit about bipolar disorder as well. And so this conversation isn't coming from a place of a lack of understanding. Mm. Just I know we don't have to caveat that because you've all listened and you know what we're like and where we come to everything from. But in case this falls into people that haven't listened to Culture Vulture before, we have like a backlog of history on Ye himself that you can go and listen to if you feel like we're stripping context from this story because again, this is just the naughty or nice. This is just a story that happened over the weekend. Yeah, it's not this his is entire just Slightly
2: expanding on a headline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have talked about Yay a lot, like not even just in those yes. two episodes about bipolar. So I think if you have been listening along, you'll, you'll know. know that we have a lot of context behind this. Yes.
1: But over the weekend, Kanye West has continued we've talked about this before, his really vile anti-Semitic sort of commentary and way of being and thoughts that he's putting out in the world, he went on Alex Jones's show called InfoWars. And Alex Jones, for those that maybe don't know, um, he is like a through-and-through conspiracy theorist, far-right, alt-right, whatever you want to call him. He said that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax and thinks that the US government are sort of behind things like that. And he's just known for being one of the worst – humans sort of on the internet, which there are a few of them at this point. Um, he has actually just declared bankruptcy. He has been forced to pay a lot of money for his um, hoax Comment yeah, it's about like Sandy Hook. 150 Hux million. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like because obviously, like what that does to the families, like the victims, the school, the world, as the perception that we have of guns in America. It's just he should be paying for those actions. Fuck
2: yeah! And apparently, he's been like funneling money to his private no, like accounts, like probably so that he can declare bankruptcy, write it all off, and then start from scratch. Mm-hmm.
1: And that is how the world works, as Bo Burnham would so beautifully say. Now. That's a bit of context on who Alex Jones is. Ye went on his show and it takes a lot for Alex Jones to get visibly uncomfortable. And he did in this in this like fucking interview. Um and whether whether this interview should have been run or not is I don't I don't know. That's up to Alex and his producers and shit. And you know, they want the headlines, they obviously need the money, so Well
2: his tagline was like, Let's break the internet.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's like coming at anything with that is just is such a fucked up like Motive. Motive, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ye said, and I'm not going to go into all of it, and I do want to give a bit of a content warning that this is, like, extremely vile and just extremely gross behaviour. Damaging. Damaging, super damaging, but obviously part of Ye's brand at the moment, um, and whether that's induced by mania or what, again, go and listen to our previous episodes to understand a bit more about that, but he basically said things about... Hitler and how he sort of thought he was cool and, like, made some fucked up comments about Nazism and and took to Twitter afterwards to post an image of a swastika blended with the Star of David and
2: he just really, really dialled this hatred home mm. and... I don't know just and kind of tried to hide it it behind like oh I love everyone so like I love Jews but I also love Nazis and trying to like put them on yeah put them on the even playing field as to like we're all human beings but it's like have we not learned
1: that the all lives matter sentiment is not what
2: we should be running with it's not helpful to the world
1: yeah and so that's what happened on the podcast. Like I said, he went to Twitter. He tweeted that very offensive and fucked up photo, and then he got suspended from Twitter. I'm just basically giving an update of Kanye West's weekend, right? Mm. He got suspended from Twitter after Elon Musk saying he can come back, but then he incited violence, quite obviously. Elon was like, okay, you're gone again. Um, that whole conversation we've had on the shit show, so if you want to know what's going on with Twitter, go listen to the shit show. Um he also, so Ye was meant to buy a um, social media app called Parler, which is like a right-wing free speech wall app. Um, that has been suspended. Apparently it's been mutually agreed, but basically they got pretty far with this deal. That deal's now off the table. You can all understand why because he's kind of the worst. Um, but kind of a good thing to come out of this is the R slash Kanye subreddit. And you know how Reddit can be like either a really good place or a really up yes. mm, yeah. place? It's been taken over by people that were fans of Yay, who most of the content now is Holocaust in uh education. Wow. And wow. it's actually really beautiful to scroll through and see like people saying, This is my uncle, and here's what he did for people, and here's what he, it's it's a really great way of even people that are going to like stumble upon some. Yeah, shit that maybe they're like I'm his biggest fan like I'll go for whatever he says to yeah. then be forced to learn about the history of what he's saying right now and it's also been turned into like a Taylor Swift fan page because so many Kanye fans fucking they the reason for the Reputation album really they yeah. hated on Taylor Swift so much for her you know we also have a series on Taylor Swift where you can hear all about this but you know their damaged relationship because of his music videos and what he did to it the VMAs and and so Swifties and past Yay fans have sort of come together. The subreddit is now like completely education and Taylor Swift fans. And I just feel like that's a really good way of fucking weeding out some of the bullshit.
2: The evolution of the Yay fandom is oh. just so interesting. Like, because people stuck be- by. Yeah, it's like, so it's long. like where is the point? Like, mm. obviously now, a whole lot of people... It was interesting because, like, Lucy's been obsessed with Maddie Healy. We all know this. And then I was watching some Maddie Healy thing because the obsession is sort of filtering to me. <laughs> um, and he was, like... It was obviously a few years ago and saying, like, that he's Kanye's biggest fan wow. and, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like... And seeing yeah. the evolution from that was only, like, what, probably, like, 2018 or something like that to now. And it's, like, if you heard that someone was... Kanye's biggest fan and saying that to everyone like you'd be like what the hell yeah, yeah. I also think that's really interesting with the Maddie Healy
1: thing because then they went on to write Love It If We Made It and he's like unrequited house with seven pools thank you Kanye very cool yes. so he was already he was before the the gu- the before the charge of like being like kind of fuck you Kanye you yeah. don't need to do this yeah that's interesting. I also just, side note, love that the obsession is filtering through. And how could it, it is not just, be? It is. I get so many newsletter responses being like, I don't know who this Matt Healy is. Matthew But Healy. I'm starting to like him. And I'm like, sorry, because it will ruin your life. Um, <laughs> anyway, the last thing that I wanted to point out on this quick story is that we're in 2022 and the literal President of the United States – Had to tweet. Now, there's a lot that's interesting. It's funny that, like, had to tweet (laughs) as a statement, and it's the President of the United States in 2022, this. I just want to make a few things clear. The Holocaust happened. Hitler was a demonic figure. And instead of giving it a platform, our political leaders should be calling out and and rejecting anti-Semitism wherever it hides. Silence is complicity. And I just think that's so buzzy because it seems like a 2020 Instagram post from an activist account. (laughs) Yes. First of all, but it's like, second of all, like what social media manager, like, I mean, to be fair, it had like 600,000 likes. It was a statement that I think was taken quite well. But it was also like, what the fuck is the president in 2022 having to do like, having to tell people that the Holocaust no, happened. It's, no, is that insane. is a thing. Yeah, it
2: is. It's unhinged. Having to say that Hitler was a demonic figure. Having to like, say,
1: let's be clear, like, this happened. We hate this person. Like,
0: that is not something that's up for debate. It's like a dystopian mockumentary of the future or something.
1: No, like, isn't it? it
2: really is. That's like something we would have put an Extremely Online a year ago, like, as a joke. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, that's wild. Because, like, we've grown up with so many, like, World War II movies and things yes. like that, that I feel like it's been one of the most um, culturally, ingrained, culturally ingrained. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Documented thing of like, this was absolutely awful and this happened when you, and we all know we this. We all knew it. And it's like, it's like the president's scared because Kanye has so much power that yeah. one yeah. celebrity can come oh and. God. No, I know. Fuck that. I know. There are still people on trial
0: for the Holocaust. Like It's insane that this is even a thing. I just, yeah, I
1: think, and we talk so much about, like, on Culture Vulture, we like to show people that the actions of celebrities, no matter how much you think it's stupid that we talk about them, impact the real world, and sometimes the most meaningful ways, because Obsession and fandom and things like that are the, some of the most powerful emotions in the world and powerful things in the world. Yeah. And this is just a textbook example of, and it's not just yay, but it's the media he's been consuming, which, or or the media that
2: he is creating. Mm, yes. That's just, just a cycle. And because celebrities, they're mirrors. Yes. But they yeah. also keep the cycle going. Yeah. So it's like, the fact that he's having these opinions shows that that's happening in our society. Nice. Yes. The fact that Trump was president, the fact that now Yay wants to be president...
1: Yeah. The fact that this can all happen—if you actually do that thing that Belle was talking about before—you zoom out and you look at yourselves talking mm. about this. Mm. Bananas. Mm-hmm. Like, not a hot take. It's bananas. Very naughty story. Awful. Incredibly, like, just jarring, scary. Like, my heart breaks for the Jewish community. I know mm-hmm. that it's like that doesn't mean anything. That can't actually solve anything. But
2: yeah, I don't you know almost just hope that yeah. this like takes a hit in the alt right yeah. space. You do you know only what I mean? Dream. You can yeah. only hope that things like what happened on Reddit make yeah, the way to 4chan exactly. and Aiden can't show and- the actual dangers because he's gone that one step further than yeah then they are even willing to go. Mm.
0: That is such the hopeful lining in all of this, Yeah, style. It like really is. Media fragmentation, Yes, the coming together of fans and, like, using mm. what could have been, like, a super bleak channel yes. to be mm. actually a really, like, mm. gorgeous place of education and peacemaking. Yeah. And I'm surprised to see that from Reddit, and that's why I think mm. it's made yeah.
1: so many headlines. Yeah. It's because everyone is, like...
2: Good. That, good work. Yeah, that danger that we've all been like, this is what will happen if we continue to go down these rabbit holes, it's now eventuated. Yes. Yeah. It, so it absolutely it's like, is. You can't argue with that. He's blatantly said that he likes Hitler. Yes.
1: It's it's almost it's, like this – it didn't need to happen. It should never have happened. But this happening, yeah, has could be a catalyst for something mm. good and something bigger. Um but anyway, so that's a naughty story. I think we can agree across the board. Salutes, Glad we could unpack it in a much more nuanced way than you can do on Instagram. I did try to put something on Instagram about it, and obviously the comments just turn unsafe for everyone involved very quickly. Oh, no. Our DMs turn incredibly unsafe. Just so you all know, we write the news in our newsletter. We talk about the news on our podcast, and if you feel like we're not covering something – On Instagram, it's a choice and it will be in our other channels for our safety and And so that you all learn more. Yeah. And because I don't want to be getting, like, fucking hated on 24-7 on Instagram, which none of us do. Anyway, that's just a little note to say you should come to our other channels (laughs) where you can also read Bell chiming in every Thursday Belle, I feel like it would be probably good for our new listeners that maybe don't know you so well to
0: explain what the chimes are. Okay, great question. I thought you were going to say explain who you are And the first word that came to me was Aquarian. Uh (laughs) Uh Well, who are you and what are the chimes then? Uh, I mean, like, how did they come about? Basically, uh, how long has it been? Eight months, maybe? Nearly... The year? The whole year? It feels like it has
2: flown by. I remember the first time and thinking, absolutely gorgeous. This is wonderful. And then now it's like a weekly thing that's part of- And there's so many of them. So many. And like, they just keep coming and they're just- Keep being really fucking yeah, good. Yeah. Stop
0: my heart. Okay. They've basically become like a true joy every week. I feel like I write that every week yeah. and I really don't want it to ever become disingenuous. Like, shut up. You love me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, Lucy and I just started chatting at work one day and I think the first time came out of... Um, us talking about the concept of hetrifying shit, which I just don't think I'll ever stop laughing about. And when you know what it is, you just see it everywhere.
1: And so what is hetrifying?
0: Hetrifying is just, like, cringe, bleak stuff that het couples do, like PDA in public, like his and hers matching robes. like, <sighs> um, Like, I'm thinking...
1: Like, I'm thinking of a bathroom sink, two bathroom sinks, his and hers bathroom sinks that are fully decked out with, like, their Kmart, his and hers, or Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Anything, like, wifey or, like, ball and chainy. Yes.
0: Yes. And, And... Full transparency, this was a Florence Given, correct. Discovery? Yes. Yeah. It came from where all good things come from, which is lying on the rocks by the sea with my gals, and we. Um, one of them was reading Florence Given's book, right. and it just became the centre point for the whole trip, just, like, magpie watching, all this heterifying shit happening around no, us. I love it. And thus, the chimes
1: were born. Belle literally mentioned it, I think, at a drink one day. Yes. We didn't know each other that well, and... She was talking about it, and I was just like, this has to go on the news with it. <laughs> and then Belle being Belle, and she's like, this is the best people to work with, and Liv will agree, is when they can just slack you something, it's ready to roll mm-hmm. every, like, Wednesday night or whatever. I know I don't even have to think
2: about the chime. Oh, anyway, that's the actual the process. Is, is done,
0: yeah. Is yeah, Belle now Belle. there's no see behind the scenes of the chime. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> so the could chimes. I ask
2: you, like, where do you write these chimes? Like, where, physically? Like, mm-hmm. do you, like, sit on your couch? Like, is it... A specific chime riding place or is like it, in a
0: lighthouse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with my little black cat yes. at my feet I and take a the cigarette. <laughs> <off>. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always raining. Yeah. I wish. Um, honestly, it's probably some hectic worn-out woman energy it's for me. Spend. Either on the couch late at night or mm-hmm. in the office late at night when I have yeah. a sliver of time. Yeah. Um, but Lucy and I were talking about this the other day, like the joy of diaristic writing, which I guess mm. it is, and it's how, like, Siska kind of thrives as well. Mm. And so the ideas for that just literally come out of real life, which mm. I love because that's when you know you're talking about stuff that people care about and it's yes.
2: resonating. And I think when you have that kind of... Diary like thing that you can record your life in, right? It makes you realize how much shit happens in your week because even when we started doing what describes your week, like when we first came up with that, I was like, a week is that going to be boring? Like, yeah. is that like a week just going to have nothing to say? But like, you know, the odd week is really fucking yeah. boring. But <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. No, but, we're not we're not that exciting, everyone. But I would say like ninety percent of the time, something something has actually yeah. like either fucked or really funny or whatever has yeah. happened that like you will never actually remember. No, like when you were like five yes. years down the track. Yes. But this is shit that like actually comes about when you have to do something routinely.
0: Yeah, it's definitely that. It kind of reminds me, actually, when I started writing poetry. I was part of this collective and we had to write a poem every Monday. And usually they take, like, weeks to craft. But it just, like, got you in this habit of... Creating stuff very quickly yes. and being, like, more unafraid that it yes. Was, yes. wasn't was perfect. Yes. yes. And, and
2: having to put it out, like, yeah, with yeah. it not being 100% how you want it to be. Mm. And actually
0: finding the charm in that and yes. not mm. being, like – I think being afraid of, of not being perfect can, like, ruin your life. Oh, oh. It, fail it, fast, we always say. Do your yep.
1: thing really fast and then you'll figure out if you like it, if you don't. Or if the people like it or not. I think
2: especially with anything creative, like, I know, like, I paint. And, like, if I'm spending, if I need that painting to be, like, wonderful, like, I won't even enjoy the process. Yes. It, like, will take me so fucking long, like, I'll start resenting it. But Mm -hmm. now I've only just started to figure out how to be like, okay, just complete it. It doesn't need to be anything. It doesn't have to be anything. It's just complete it.
1: Same with the newsletter. If I was scared about, I wouldn't be able to do a daily thing (laughs) if I was any type of, I'm a perfectionist in terms of vibe and yeah. tone.
0: There uh, two best things was... to be a
1: perfectionist no, about, yeah. sorry. No, but it, and like, band.
0: Imagine and band. And band. No,
1: I'm not even a perfectionist with band. I, don't, I didn't know the lyrics to come together when we got on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is. It's like if you worry too much about the outcome, yeah. you actually will never start something. you just never You'll never it. have something like –
2: And you'll never get better. No. Because you'll be stuck there. So that's actually really nice to hear, like
1: finding the charm and just having to do this thing every week, but then
0: you enjoy it because it's not – pressured yes a hundred percent and then also just
2: hearing back from all the gorge gorge readers yeah that's such a motivator because you're like real people are reading this oh
0: heaven is a half pipe it is just and one
1: of your chimes is validation yes so the importance of validation yeah Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is something that the shit you should care about community are fucking so good at like
0: insane like it blows me away Week Every week. week. out.
2: And it's not even just like, oh, I really enjoyed this. Yes. It's some very specific personal yes. experience to do with yes. your piece.
0: Yes. All Liv- the
2: stories that come through. I, yeah. Liv had one um, in
1: response to the Culture Vulture newsletter, which you'll get if you're a paying supporter of shit you should care about. But Liv said that she was sick this week, so she sent what a sick gal has been consuming. Someone replied back saying... Like these are the viral defense tablets that I take, and I've bought two, like two for one. And these are going to expire, so if you need them, here's where I am. Oh my god! Just like stop. these niche things that they know can help us. Yeah, I love it because it's never like you're so pretty, you're so gorgeous. Yes, you're, yes. I love
0: that shirt you're wearing because I don't know. No. who we are. What yeah. What we look like. Oh my god! I there's know. so much in there. Yes. yes. Random like tangential connection, but my friend was talking about speaking at their friend's wedding recently, and. And they were saying like, I don't want to just talk about how beautiful the bride looks and yes. how much of an amazing couple they look together. And wow, look at the flowers! It just like becomes this A super aesthetic, aesthetic y- like image-driven, like howl. slow, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yes, exactly that. It's it's like seeing the unseen, and yeah. I think, and you will have noticed that throughout
1: this conversation, and it especially happens when you speak to Bell. Um, we take on a vocabulary of words, and we use them outside of speaking to Belle as well, That or phrases that we would never have thought to use to sum up a feeling or a thing <laughs> or an action, and so we have started crafting the Belle Chimes In glossary, and I wondered if we could run through a few of the words so that other people can add them to their personal dictionaries, because I just think this is one of the best things that you do as a writer, To sort of set you apart from, you know, there's a million brilliant writers in the world, but not all of them can, like, put feelings into a word that will then stick and land. And speaking of landing or taking off, I think we should start with phoenixing. Yeah. So, Belle, what does it mean to phoenix? What's phoenixing?
0: (sighs) Okay. This is probably, like, my deep passion word, which, Mm. if you know me, you'll probably just want me to shut up about already. But it has gone off, let me just say through virtue of the way Siska has used it. But Phoenixing came about from, and I will shut up about this, like the same way we'll shut up about the band. Oh, um, which
1: <laughs> won't happen, so oh, you never. won't shut up about that because we've been talking about this for months.
0: <laughs> Long may it live. Okay, Phoenixing came from like a horrific, horrific heartbreak at the start of the year, one that just like absolutely decimates you. And... Um, I, my friend came over and I was just like such a shell of a human. And she was like, Okay, we need to start a resurrection plan for you. And I was Great like, friend. Oh my God, mm. this is my year of phoenixing. My whole life mm. is burned down, almost literally. Okay, that's maybe a bit far, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. <laughs> and so phoenixing came about, and phoenixing is just like your whole life burning down, it feeling like you've lost a lot. Maybe you've lost your sense of self, maybe you've lost. Y- your ego, maybe something like just something really horrifying is happening to you or has happened, and, like, it's the period after, and it's this... Like experience you can only have if something really hard has happened before Mm -hmm. because you have a new perspective on life. You have a new, like, not taking anything for granted. Small joys become bigger Mm -hmm. joys and you, like, enter your phoenixing era. Yeah, um, And then we started using it, like, you can have – Lucy and I have phoenixing coffee dates. You can have a phoenixing hour in your day. It just becomes that sacred, like,
1: time of day where you know that you're just – Either – you're just planning on how you're going to phoenix next in whatever mm. endeavor it is. Yeah. It's like a hot new way
0: of rising from the ashes. A hundred percent. And you know you have friends who you just meet up with sometimes and you're like, God, you look good. You're, like, glowing. Mm-hmm. And I, by looking good, I mean, like, from the inside mm. out. And it feels like they're just, like, coming up Millhouse, Like, yes inside. working out. Everybody's coming up Millhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, she's phoenixing.
1: Yeah. yeah. And we – Absolutely. We use it, like, in our – in the office and in day to day lives, so like I remember one at one point, Liv there was all these like really good things happening, and Liv had been through like some sickness and some like a, a period of like really hard mental shit. And then I remember we talked and we were like, "Are you Phoenix <laughs> <Phoenix-y laughs> And you we know, were right like, now? "Low key." Like there was just this week where everything was just beautiful and glowy, mm. and and. I think, we, I think we might have even talked about it on the podcast, yeah, you being I think in your, like, phoenixing did. moment. And then there are periods of time, and we use it to check in as well. Mm. We had to catch up, all of us, and Ruby with Belle, and we were all going around the circle, and I was like, oh, well, I feel like I'm in my phoenixing era. And then Ruby was like, oh, well, I feel like I'm in this era. And it gives you just a bit of a, like, check-in point.
2: Yeah. Because Definitely. It gives you that vocabulary. And I think what I love about the term phoenixing is that it comes after that hard period? So, it almost like if you're going through that hard period, you know yes. that you can look forward to yes. the phoenixing yes. thing
1: to come. Oh. And if you see someone phoenixing, then you're like, you know that they've been through some shit yes. beforehand. It
0: is just the most like gorgeous, sexy thing to watch your yes. friends phoenix. And oh my you know, God, like yeah. when you're in that hellish period of time and everyone's like, Oh, time will heal all. You just need time to pass. It's yeah. just like the worst fucking thing yes. to be told, oh, like for so sure. So bad,
2: but to be told that there's going to be something glorious yes. at the end of it, yeah. like
0: and to
1: and to be able to plan your resurrection or plan your phoenixing while yeah, you're yeah. in the depths of absolute absolute hell. I yes. think, like
2: when I mean, this is kind of Sick thinking about a t- it. <laughs> like a tangent, but like being in that depths of hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I honestly think that. Like, going through hard things has, is the best thing.
1: Oh, I know. And I I think I always talk about this, either mm. in real life or not in real life. But, like, the burden of having to go through something hard mm. to get really good perspective oh. yeah. is fucked up. But most people that have gone through something hard and come out in phoenixed are the people that, one, I'll relate to the most. And, two, 100%. I respect the shit out of and, like, you just want to be around them a lot because they've been through something and come out the other side Yeah, better. Absolutely. Yes. And
2: it also, like, be it if you are that person, like, you know that afterwards, I know, that like, with hard things in my life, like, I've just liked life much more mm. on the other side. Like, it feels deeper and, like... Yeah.
1: So if you're listening to this and you are in one of those depths of hell moments, mm. and maybe Culture Vulture is, like, your hour of... Let me just not think about anything and we force you to think about it. Just know you will phoenix and you can plan to start phoenixing. It doesn't have to happen quickly, does it well?
0: But there is a shiny phoenix at the end of it. Absolutely. And it maybe won't manifest in this like, lol, to circle back to this cinematic moment. But it it will descend on you or ascend in you at some stage. And you may be, it might be a hindsight thing. You look back and you're like, oh, my God. All I got out of bed happened. that day and it yeah. felt like a
1: normal day. So we love phoenixing. And phoenixing, just a little um, heads up, we are going to try and get into the dictionary with this <laughs> definition. So if Eon wants to put it in print and credit Bell – um and but then sh- and lucy and she should care Levin, about to and be fair she um, she um send it to us so that we can use it as part of uh, probably our sixth campaign that we've mentioned on this podcast <laughs> to get it in the dictionary because i think that would be a wonderful addition um next one i want to talk about that we have actually mentioned before as well lemonade yeah what's I'm, lemonade
0: gonna go hard and fast hard and fast yeah, on these yeah. yeah um you may know the book series lemony snicket a series of unfortunate events. If you don't, it's basically um, a series of books that follows these orphan kids moving around these bizarre, like, foster homes and um, just the wildest, most unfortunate things happen to them. And so this word sums up when you, like have a st- series of unfortunate events as, like, aforementioned by Liv in her road running <laughs> house. Happens me quite
2: Yes, I think
0: yeah. you're living in lemonade. It? <laughs> um, it's just, like, a cute, affectionate way to be like, wow, I got totally lemonade, acknowledge your series of unfortunate events and then hopefully be able to move on.
1: I think that's a theme that goes through a lot of your glossary or a lot of the, thing, the chimes you write about is how to reframe something that could, like, drive you into like, the worst mm. vibe you could be in and,
2: and make, make it a something quirky and take yeah. the weight out
1: of it. Like, like I don't think we're going to have time to talk about it, but it's a really good time. We'll talk about it another time. But turning um, sort of the toxic setting goal and hustle culture that we used to have, turning goals into quests and yeah. actually picking mm. something that fuels you instead of makes you feel like you're working towards this hellish thing that you don't even really want. Yeah,
0: capitalist hell.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Um, so... Now, I think this one could be quite self explanatory and it sort of works in tandem with Phoenixing, Titanicing.
0: Yeah, okay, I'm going to go through fast on this again. But I the quick side story to that is when I was younger, we had a house fire and we had to move in with another family while our house got fixed. And um, the way we passed the time was watching Titanic.
1: Religiously, <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> Your house is already burned down. Yeah, and then you and, make it worse. Titanic with Titanic with the, where the well, literal sink is I literally th- going down. <laughs> I mean, the ship is literally
0: going down. I've never thought how bleak that is until now. But stay <laughs> with me. Um, I don't know. Also, like very horny film to be watching Yow. as a seven year old. Oh um, but it basically means it's. I guess it's the opposite of phoenix of phoenixing. Yeah. But it's just like when your blood sugar's running low and you can feel yourself about to crash. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's a Saturday night when you're, like, at a party and you're like, I have to fucking go home yeah. right now. I cannot be here anymore. I'm in a Titanic. Yeah. When you're, like, verging on a meanty mm-hmm. Um You're just feeling that downward, yeah. that very quick downward yeah. <laughs> inclination. Because they think it's going to be all right. Then it snaps in two and it all falls into <laughs> the sea. Mm-hmm. So don't um, question it when you get that feeling. But I liked it because it's, like, a funny way to talk about, <laughs> yes. like, a yeah immediately plunging into an ICC. And as you just mentioned, when you really want to leave a party,
1: something that I am known for often doing and you are definitely known for often doing <laughs> is Irishing or the Irish goodbye. Oh. This one landed with the newsletter readers in a way that is quite like unheard of.
0: It was insane. I felt like we'd sparked a political discussion. Of all the different ways one may Irish. Exactly. And I guess also, like, shout out to everyone who um, was very quick to message us and say that Irish people would never do this and they don't (laughs) know how that Irish could buy. Like, how did this come about as a uniquely Irish thing? But for those who don't know what it is, um, it's when you leave a party and you don't tell anyone you're going. You just
2: sort of slink out the yeah. back door. the best way to go. It's I'll do it so if I'm feeling succeeding. good. I'll yeah. do it if I'm feeling bad. It's yeah.
1: not based on mood. It's based no. on, I think it's based on not wanting to make it about you that you're yeah. leaving. Like boundaries yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, just not wanting people to talk you into staying. And
2: yeah, not feeling like you have to run around. I think the Irish goodbye is something I really struggle with. Like Mm. I get so much guilt after an Irish goodbye. But I think framing it in terms of like your own boundaries, which is something I've always struggled with, Mm. because I always feel like I have to go and be like oh my god thanks so much like yes. why? yeah like, I'm leaving like I'd hate for you to think that I'm just like yeah scooting out but now it's like you get a little bit older and you're like they really don't fucking care yes. no. like they're having a good time don't interrupt that
0: uh, also the internet exists so you can always message yes. them yeah, the next day. absolutely and I think Bella I'd
1: like you to write a chime you're hearing this now live live on live on mic <laughs> my chime the, the chime briefs and this sometimes happens. I'll be feeling a type of way that is not for me to articulate because it's mm. not what I want to do or I'm good at, but I'll take it straight to Val and be like right about this feeling. I Irish goodbye in conversation. So it's not Irish goodbyeing at all, but it's the same idea is that I will leave a conversation while it's really good and hot and we're all enjoying it. And I'll actively, but I will mention it, like I will say... All right, I'm gonna go now. Like, it will be. Oh my be- God,
0: that's such a familiar phrase yes. to me
1: that you say. Yep. I know. It's literally just, I don't like awkward silences and I don't like the dragging out of a yes. conversation or anything. I want to leave it while well, it's really hot and fun so people have a good impression. <sighs> and you've yeah.
2: always done that. Also, you do it on text as well. Like, you will never keep conversation going. No. no. Like, when I'm texting you, it's like, okay.
0: Hyper, a hyper, hyper 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 yeah. and then
2: nothing. Like, no, that's truly a, which is so so fair. It's I but like. and it, but it's fair if you know me.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not it's not mm-hmm. a good thing to do to people that don't know you. But yeah, there's this thing where it's like even if I see people in the supermarket, and Ruby's called me out on it before because I do it so honestly mm-hmm. that we'll be in the super. I won't be wanting to carry on a conversation for too long, yep. so we'll snit, just talk talk talk, and then I'll be like, right. I'm going to go to the sausages
2: now or yeah. I'm going to go yeah. to the eggs.
1: Yeah. And it's something I love doing. I is it because you've got goal.
2: incredibly good boundaries with yeah. people adding your time mm. and you are like, well, if this is not going to be like an enjoyable experience for either of us, then like, yeah. let's just cut it here. Yeah. 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 Or I just
1: really hate when things get awkward. I have yeah. a big fear of yeah. awkwardness. That's true. And it's and
2: insufferable. Yeah. I yeah. think
0: it's like that That saying that's like, leave while the party's still good. Yeah. Which I would say I definitely champion maybe to like more of a psycho degree. Yes. Um, So we
1: must... Like workshop that and give it a new glossary turn. Mm. So much to
0: do, so little time. We've
1: kind of um, spoken about the concept of this when we were talking about the band and the pats on the backs Mm. that we got from the men, but what does it mean to be glass ceilinged?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, I feel like unfortunately most women know about this or anyone from any minority has experienced this. Um, And this came out of like writing these hilarious. Screenplay, kind of renditions of bullshit things that have happened to me in my working life. Um, But glass ceiling, the the phrase being glass ceilinged is used to describe the shitty things that are happening at work because you're a woman or of a minority. Um, And then in the chime I wrote, we all shatter this goddamn thing together. Yes. and I think oh, best- <laughs> weirdly, <laughs> weirdly incredibly complex, way better now as I've moved through my career and also work at a gorge place where that doesn't happen. But it's still so, like, terrifyingly embedded in our work culture. And if I go down, I'm going down with a fight against this because it's fucking bullshit. And,
1: like, the, the screenplays that you wrote were just so relatable and hilarious. It'll be like... Tech bro, in his forty, in his 40s, like, wearing hypebeast sneakers, <laughs> looks at me like I'm going to go get him the coffee when I'm actually here to make the pitch. Like, oh. Belle, for the record, looks a lot younger than she is. And so, actually, it's something that, I, again, I want to talk to you about. But it's um, a beauty because you get underestimated and then you thrive in the face of it. Mm. When it comes to being glass ceilinged. Oh, hell. It puts you, mm. yeah, it...
0: Mm, Kind of makes you want a Titanic. (laughs) hundred percent. My quick story about that is when I first started working, I used to have to wear high heels to work to be taken seriously. no. And then I got shin splints from wearing them every day, tottering around. Um, When all the dudes are in sneakers. Yeah. Let's be real. They're just in an ergonomic sneak and just a statement fucking jean, and it's so boring to me. So when it manifested in like a – I was like, the glass ceiling has – physically injured me. Yes. This must be written down. Oh, yeah, my that God. Is yeah. very metaphorical. <laughs> yes.
1: And I, I love that you've brought, like, I mean, this is what you said at the start is where do the chimes come from? Well, they come from real life. Mm. And so, obviously, all of these have a real-life experience to back and that's up. why people
0: relate to them so much. It's so fucking hard. Cocooning. What is cocooning? Okay, this is a self-care, mostly antisocial state mm-hmm. that you enter. Um, you can do it with your friends or yourself um, to fill your cut back up. Mm-hmm. I find I really need to do it at least a certain period of time in the weekend. And it's gorgeous to have a dynamic with my friends where we're We're like, I'm cocooning, talk to you soon, love you from afar. Um, Mm. So I wrote, like, best done by telling your besties what you're doing, wearing a soft pant and putting your phone on flight mode or
2: do not disturb, Um, because the best people in your life will always understand. Oh. Absolutely, it's, that's such a great way to communicate that because I feel like we've definitely in all of our friendships with our girlfriends go through the phases of people cocooning but we've never really had a term for it so that people can take it personally and be mm. like she oh. is never applying to me or this is happening and I like I just don't want to go out but I don't want to let people down and mm. all of this shit so it's like if it's a fully mm. understood term then we can all yes. be like, absolutely. So just
1: show your friends this podcast if you yeah. want to start being like I need to have these cocooning sessions. Mm. I think this year has been the year of, and it might be in part due to the chimes as well, Mm. the year of like setting boundaries and actually feeling good about it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And
2: having a mutual understanding. Because if we all understand these things, then we'll understand each other better. Yeah.
1: And you should not feel bad for filling your cup up. I will say sometimes I cocoon too hard. And I actually end up isolating myself a little bit, and then I feel in me like, oh, my gosh, I need to get back into my community. Like, yes. I feel yeah. that
2: 100%. Whereas I think I don't cocoon no. enough, and then I either get sick or I can get like a little bit resentful of people taking my time when I've never yes. even told them that like I need my own space. Yes. Oh so boundary God, so setting real. is almost a thread mm. that like ties all of these things
1: together. And the last one that we're <laughs> going to talk about today One of my absolute favourites, and I do it a lot, pulling the clutch out.
0: Oh, write this on my funeral little brochure. Pull the clutch out a little too hard this time. (laughs) Go well. Um, Okay, this came from Lewis and I and Dunk and a bunch of others. You know Dunk, everyone. What was it? A Taylor Taylor Swift and Olivia
1: Rodrigo party. Not a concert. Just a party where they play their music.
0: <laughs> they weren't there.
1: They weren't there. No. It wasn't I a wish. listening party. It no. It was
0: just a party where they play the music. Just Kiwi oh. chicks down under oh. trying to have a good time. And um, pull the clutch out basically <laughs> means like... <laughs> you just went way too hard. it, Send having it. too much of a good time. Just and
2: letting loose but to a kind of extreme extent. This isn't to endorse binge drinking. No. Because it's not
0: just like getting super fucked up. But it's no. just like going all out and we went so all out that the next day Lewis and I had this this text combo from bed being like, do you feel like you want to die? Like, yeah, like, I don't think I drank that much. And then we both tested positive for COVID. Yes,
1: yes. And like, I think it it did Dunk narrowly miss COVID. Yeah. Because basically. came out alive. Most of the people Mm -hmm. that we met there. Yeah got COVID. Super yeah. spreader. I was hooked down, man. Oh, yeah. 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 She was hooked down and I <laughs> was anxiety to the max. So no, it was that was
2: like, you didn't drink for a very long time after yeah. that.
1: It was really lucky
2: I got COVID and didn't have to
1: come to the office yeah. because dung told me time and time again that I was fine, whatever. But you know when you have a gut feeling and it also doesn't help when your last memory is being pulled off the stage. Oh, my like, God. I'm no, wrong.
2: no,
0: I know. That was iconic.
1: no. And, like, I'm kind of over it now
2: because it like, like <laughs> are you? I don't know if you
1: are, if you're saying I don't that. Know, I don't know. But, like, I felt just the most anxiety I've ever felt that Duncan had to message me, like, a week later and be like, I have not heard from you. This is unnatural. <gasps> you <gasps> you unnatural.
0: went cocoon. You went no, full I cocoon. I went full
1: cocoon with no communication. But it was... It wasn't cocoon because I needed it. It was no. cocoon because I fucked
2: myself. And I remember the first time you came back into the office and saying like you were freaking, no. like I you was were tweaking out. Yes, oh my I, God. Was. I was. No, no, no. You just you were flying. You were a bird yeah. flying in the yeah. air. Yeah,
0: yeah. She pulled the clutch out, yeah. and she and you soared. Um, soared. Mm. I will
1: say we've had uh, quite a few messages that say it should be pushing the clutch in. Yeah, because when you're like using your foot you push it in to change yeah. gears or whatever. We're pulling it out because we don't care about changing gears like <laughs> naturally or it's normally. Like we're pulling the fucking thing out of the and fly just – Yeah, we're going straight
0: from one to five. We've yeah. talked about a com- complicated relationship yeah. with cars. Yes. And yes. The insurance is not sponsoring the podcast. Uh, how so dare you think out. we don't understand
1: how a clutch works with women from the regions. <laughs> Which is another thing that we say all the time, thanks to Belle, mm. and because we are Belle's from Hawke's Bay, we're from Marlborough, very similar regions, mm. and Liv and I tend to gravitate towards people from Hawke's Bay. Yeah, that is oh, true more than other yeah. other people. Wow, well, we have one like really close best friend that was basically the only close close friend we made at uni. Yeah, and, and she she's a regional girl. Bay. Regional mm-hmm. girl. Oh. Now, we could, this is annoying to say, but we could talk for hours because Belle has just a huge backlog of chimes that I think need to be unpacked on mic. We have a whole new year coming to do that. So don't worry, Jane. (laughs) Can't wait. But Belle, we would like to know at the end of each podcast we ask what is on your radar, what are you wanting to consume, what have you consumed, what's Mm, on yours?
0: Good question. What I would love to consume is just like, a giant basic bitch holiday, like immediately, but it's oh,
2: coming for everyone. Yeah, um, I love that. <laughs> I want to consume a holiday. I, I almost thought you were going to say, consume a giant ice cream. Oh, was no, like, same. No. I thought you were going to say holiday movie. I was like, uh,
0: yep, love actually. <laughs> on Netflix. No, you know I'm a Grinch. Yep. Um, okay, read this great book. It's by, I think she's a Wellington writer called Nostalgia Has um, Ruined My Life.
1: Great by title.
0: Zara Butcher McGinnigal, I think that's how you say your last name. And it's just like, I love short prose poetry that's like all on one page mm. and, and kind of punches you in the face and then you turn it and something else happens mm-hmm. and um, for anyone nostalgic about their 20s or times in their 20s I um, simply adored and will be taking it away with me over the Christmas break oh, love that
1: yeah. and love you and I have the same thing on our radar we and do. I think Belle has it too yeah. which we've
2: talked about before and we'll talk about it again absolutely and it's White Lotus everyone I could watch this forever like I I just want those characters to just keep living their lives. So and do
1: I. And we just
2: follow them like a love island. Yeah, season two is better than season one. Oh, season
1: two is – we really want to do a wrap-up episode oh. on White Lotus, so – Neon, if you're listening, <laughs>
0: come come, Neon or AA Insurance
1: or Billy Joel. <laughs> Someone pay us so we can make a goddamn White Lotus wrap
0: up episode.
2: You know you're mm-hmm. really into something you're watching when like your YouTube feed is just full of no. like BTS theories and theories, yes, and theories and I interviews know. and yeah. unpacking episode three. No,
1: and it's because they've created this wonderful, wonderful, awful, fucking, horrible thing where they. Put it out once a week, yeah. which means obviously marketing genius. We have to create all our own fan made yes. hype uh-huh. and consume as much of the theories as we can. Yes, which is actually just so good for the brain. Mm. Like to only have it once a week It's actually know? quite
2: lovely. Yeah, yeah.
1: but um, yeah, it means that we do consume and look into and analyze as yeah. we go, which is great. We should be doing that with news stories. We should be mm. only having one a week, and everyone has to look at all parts of the story. Yes, what well, they call that. it. On. I yes,
0: love that. stunning. Write um, a charm about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see, like, some White Lotus fashion coming into the office. Like, oh. full glittery caftan in a heeled jandal or oh, something. Oh, yes. Jennifer
2: Coolidge. I yeah. was reading a Vogue piece about is um, Porsche, did Oh, yeah, like I think it, I got it from your from, from the from news your newsletter. Um, it's like, is Porsche's fashion good or, or horrific? And, okay, being self-aware, I – I don't dress
1: like Portia because I feel like I have her energy but in not a Shein way. I'll go to an op shop and I'll buy something that looks like what she wears Mm. because it's colourful.
2: I think it's a whole Gen Z
0: thing. Yeah, Yeah. Like she
2: really encompasses us Gen Zs like kind of going for the trend of not being on trend and like, I don't know, it was – it was kind of, like, yeah, reflective and yes. scary to read yes. the article and be like, fuck, am I just doing that too? Like, yes. her and space buns and beads. Yes. and all Wait, the it's, shit literally yeah. no, it's literally me. She literally looks like how I look today. And I kind of love
1: it. But then also, have you seen the movie Not Okay with Zoe Deutsch? No. Well, Flo, uptight, beautiful Flo, um, said to Fair us – "Flow," <laughs> said to me – she reminds me so much of you because she's like social media girl. Her hair, is, like her hair, is kind of like mine. There's bits of pink in it. She wears beads all the time, and, uh, and but she was an awful character. Like she faked a trip to Paris so that she could get Instagram famous, oh, well, you and never then there was a bombing do that, in Paris, so. and 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 she was a victim and like made capitalize off of that. Yeah. Anyway, she also reflects that Gen Z like way of. Fashion. Yeah, but do you
2: know what that article said that I thought was really good was like, Portia, like some of the outfits that she's wearing, could be totally rocked with someone with confidence in that outfit. Whereas Portia, like, didn't really know who she was, so she was like trying on these identities through her clothing, yeah. and it just wasn't hitting. Yeah. So it's like that's why it seems weird to us. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like you know, you know who you are, and mm. that comes across in your clothes. Like someone else could wear the same shit as you and look a true. bit fucked. Do you so know what I mean? true. Like that space outfit that she wore. Yeah. I was yes. just Like.
1: Yep. Yes. Whoosh. I know. Whereas if someone, like, with mad confidence wore that, wore and, like, that and, like, chucks like, wore some hips it in, in it. and, like...
2: Tucked simple heel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, so uh, weigh in. Send us some... Maybe talk in our Substack chat about this. Um, fashion hot takes. Fashion yeah. hot takes yeah. on White Lotus. I actually want to start... This will be for subscribers only, but I want to start um, doing threads of, like, things that we... Are watching so people can come and like a white lotus for if you're a paying supporter yeah. then you can be part of our yeah. like white lotus fucking
2: episode. Quickly, chat. who's your favourite white lotus character or storyline?
1: Aubrey Plaza, yeah, oh.
2: Oh. yeah, she's just the best. Uh huh. Oh. I've been watching so many interviews with her. So she's, she's so fucking cool. Yeah, and
1: it's bad because I'm like I can't
0: separate you from the character. Yeah.
2: I love you no. and I love her. You, Hux and
0: Rick. Yeah, watch your other shit. Yeah. Oh, oh God. who's yours? Like. He's not my favorite, but I just want to mention him. It's just like Albie, yeah. this bark soft boy. I oh, love uh-huh. that. Just kills me because he's everything I don't want in a romantic. I know relationship, and he's just trying, but he's so flawed. And I just want also to like give him a little makeover. No, yeah, he, not in like a yeah. I want to change you like narrative because that's like fucking bullshit. But. Um, his I for some reason I feel like his like it's soft boy energy is like holding it together in this weird way. Yeah, yeah
2: I agree. I think he's I love the storyline between him and Lucia.
0: Same. Yeah. I
1: I I'm horny for them all. They're just yeah. so yeah, good. I know. Albie is watching Portia with Albie. And I'm like, why aren't you going for the nice guy? But yeah. then I'm
2: like, that's exactly how I would feel no, if I, I had an Albert. I think Albie. Portia is such a good character because yeah. she's so fucking self-absorbed and negative. Yeah. Yes. But she is so relatable because yes. she is literally like... All of us. Ugh. All of us, yeah. Who's hey, your favourite? Um, I think Aubrey Plaza. What is her character's name? That's
1: the, I saw a really that's funny tweet happened. that's like...
2: Oh, Harper. Harper.
1: It was like, we don't know the characters' names in White Lotus. All we know is Aubrey Plaza, Theo James,
2: the <laughs> other couple, yeah. or the woman from The Bog Type. Yes. Like, I love her.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Megan
2: Fahey or something no. like that. Um, I love that storyline between the juxtaposition of those two couples Sorry. because they're both couples that I don't want to be. No. And But they both have elements of, like, who you actually are in a relationship oh and God. it just is, like,
0: jarring, Really confronting.
2: Really yeah. confronting. Ah. And it makes you question, what's better? Like – being in a relationship where you kind of do like get along really well and hang out like yeah. really like the couple that's all over each other. But, they, like, but they're like. But they doing it to cover up from them cheating and like, blah, blah, blah. And they have major infidelity. Or do you be like the other couple that's kind of just like cruising and like it's a bit of a shit relationship, but they don't cheat on each other? Yeah. And you
1: can hear that answer to that question on the episode that we hopefully do because
2: we've <laughs> yeah. accidentally just launched into a half wrap up set.
0: <laughs> oh my, gosh. And, oh my and, God. And, my and you'll know fault. who dies. You'll
1: yeah. know who dies because we're, we're waiting for that tonight. And I will be making it an event in my calendar to get in bed and cocoon.
0: Yes. And adore.
1: just watch it.
0: Be chic and happy. Chic and happy. Once
1: said. Now, Belle, yeah. we do have to give the massivest thank you to you for coming on our our bona fide,
0: wonderful, great podcast. Don't thank me; it's a total joy. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks to Lord for setting the bar very high, and
1: oh. you've surpassed it. Dare oh. I say
2: the fact that it was in real life. I know it's so amazing so having lovely. someone sat here with us. Gorgeous.
1: And course, Samuel, you. thank you. You can't reply, but you can hear me saying thank you for producing, being the producers to the stars. Always. Stars being Belle. Love, thank you for joining us. Thank per. you, Lucy. And you should go and read Love's Culture Vulture newsletter. You get it if you pay to support the media you love. I've never done that before, but I do not <laughs> think that that's a normal thing. Bring it thing. to band, bring it to band. <laughs> bring it <laughs> to band. That hit a real jingle tone No, it. No, that hit a real, bye, like, bye. yeah. <laughs> and on that note, bye, everyone. Bye. bye.